this is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for March and April of 2017. The 2016 growing season is only a faint memory now as farmers across North America get set to plant another crop in 2017. However, the 2016 crop continues to weigh in the grain markets because of its sheer size and scope. Combine that with the record crops coming off now in South American fields and you have a huge supply of grain. This is weighed on market prices all winter and it continues as we head into spring. Grain supplies are huge and as the 2017 spring season begins, market watchers will be musing about if the benign crop weather of the last five years continues. On March 9th, the USDA weighed in with their latest supply and demand report. It substantiated the huge grain supplies available around the world. The USDA report raised estimates of Brazil's soybean crop to a record 108 million metric tons, which was 4 million metric tons greater than their estimate in February. At the same time, the USDA raised Brazil corn production to 91.5 million metric tons, also a 4 million metric ton increase from their last estimate. This is an aside from the rapid planting progress of Brazil's safrina corn crop. Now, these higher crop estimates resulted in increased global stocks. For instance, global corn ending stocks for 2016-17 were raised to 3.08 million metric tons, and soybean ending stocks were also raised by 2.42 million metric tons for the 2016-17 crop year. The USDA kept 2016-2017 corn ending stocks at 2.32 billion bushels. However, it raised U.S. domestic soybean stocks to 435 million bushels. And global wheat production was also raised 2.83 million metric tons, mainly due to increased crops in Argentina and Australia. On March 11th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were lower than the last market trends report. And the May corn 2017 futures was at 364 a bushel. The May 2017 soybean futures was at 10.06 a bushel. And the May 2017 Chicago wheat futures closed at $4.40 a bushel. The Minneapolis May 2017 wheat futures closed at 5.83 a bushel, with the September 2017 contract closing at $5.52 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of March 11th closed at $48.49 a barrel, down from the nearby futures of last month of $53.86 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on March 11th in the U.S. was $1.68 a U.S. gallon, down from last month at $1.74 a U.S. gallon. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on March 9th was $0.7427 U.S., down from the $0.7649 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remains at 0.5%. In Ontario, farmers are getting ready for spring planting, although winter still holds across much of the province as of March 11th. An early spring seems very likely in the American Midwest based on weather and a lack of snow cover. However, one never knows about Ontario. Spring weather will help determine the crop mix between corn and soybeans this coming year. Now, last year, yields of approximately 168 bushels per acre for corn and 46 bushels per acre for soybeans will be difficult to repeat. In Ontario, we've seen the decrease in the Canadian dollar over the last four weeks, down to the 74-cent U.S. level. Now, this usually has a direct effect on corn and soybean cash prices, and over this time, we have actually seen basis increases even while futures prices have retreated. 
However, like usual for Ontario corn, a decrease in the Canadian dollar does not always translate to an increase in Ontario corn basis. That has been happening over the last four weeks as cash prices remain under U.S. replacement values. It is a classic example of how Ontario corn basis differs from its soybean wheat cousins when it comes to a declining Canadian dollar. But despite that, the Canadian dollar remains a pricing wild card for our cash prices. It has been under pressure because the U.S. dollar has been rising lately. American interest rates are likely headed higher, which will be a stimulus for the American dollar going forward. That scenario does not bode well for the Canadian loony. And you can read all about the Ontario grain prices, which are listed by viewing the marketing section of our website. So the bottom line is, the story is about supply, big supplies. And going into the March 11th USA report, we heard about flooding in Argentina and Brazil. However, those concerns have been dashed away because South American supplies are not only ample, but in the case of Brazil, at record levels. 108 million metric tons doesn't lie. Our world is awash in grain, and it is weighing on prices. Thankfully, demand has been maintained and and is, in fact, growing. So what happens next? There will be much focus on the March 31st USDA Perspective Plantings Report, and will the United States plant 88 to 90 million acres of soybeans in 2017, potentially adding to big soybean supplies? In the U.S., the crop insurance price for soybeans is $10.19 versus $8.85 a year glow. So clearly, the incentive to grow soybeans is there, and the U.S. crop mix going forward will definitely impact our prices in 2017. Will corn acres drop off? Will soybean acres reach a new planting frontier, or will American farmers go back to their default position and plant more corn? These are just some of the questions that will be answered starting on March 31st. There are other headwinds, specifically the value of the U.S. dollar, which may rise on an expected U.S. rate increase. This is always difficult for corn and wheat demand. And in addition to this, trade issues between the American administration in Mexico and China could still be divisive for American agricultural commodity demand. The situation is tenuous even without looking at the grain fundamentals. Sometimes politics can matter. And the USDA did not change U.S. export demand projections for both corn and soybeans in their report. This was somewhat of a surprise because both corn and soybean shipments were running ahead of last year's pace. Now, this will likely be dealt with in future USDA reports as they might be waiting for confirmation of the first half-year demand figures. But needless to say, those demand numbers are important as world stocks for grain continue to grow. Now, for corn, corn fundamentals are pretty overwhelming, especially at a time when Brazil has a record crop and the safrina crop is quickly being planted. December corn at 386 is not really exciting anybody. It is cheap, especially when you look at cash values in the United States, and this ultimately will be a boon for increased demand. Much has been debated in the United States about an increase in the RFS, or Renewable Fuel Standard. At the present time, there are only rumors of increased ethanol requirements, and this is happening at a time when ethanol is quite profitable and exports are strong out of the United States. RINs, or Renewable Identification Numbers, which are traded, are also part of that conversation. The May 2017-July 2017 corn future spread is neutral at minus 7 and 3 quarters cents as of March 11th, 
and the Maycorn Futures contract is currently priced in the lower 23% of the last five-year price distribution range. Now, seasonally, over the last three years, the market has rallied into late April, but on an extended five-year range, the market tends down through August. Now, for soybeans, they have been testing support levels lately and have actually broke through as of March 11th. This is significantly always because the funds have been heavy buyers of soybeans and they are technical traders. If these technical support levels are breached, it would not be unusual for the funds to start selling aggressively. This will need to be watched going into the March 31st USJ report. Now, significant to the market is the burdensome supply. An example of this was a huge yield reported by USDA in their report of 108 million metric tons of Brazilian soybeans. The Brazilian real remains higher than last year, holding up farmer selling in Brazil. However, this is changing, and it may result in more pressure on the market moving forward. The May 2017-July 2017 soybean future spread is minus 9 and 3 quarters cents as of March 11th, and the May soybean futures contract is currently priced in the lower 34% of the last five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, the market's five-year seasonal index tends to trend up through late June. Now, for wheat, global wheat production was increased in the USDA report, as so many countries have had increases in wheat production at a time when U.S. wheat fields have been inundated with very dry weather. The low prices may eventually cure this market, but it's difficult. A higher U.S. dollar will not be friendly to U.S. wheat prices. The Ontario wheat crop looks to be emerging unscathed into March, and clover applications have already taken place in many parts of southwest Ontario. Cash prices have fallen recently but are still higher than harvest lows of last summer. And the Canadian dollar will remain very key to Ontario cash wheat prices. So for Ontario farmers, there is much to consider as we look towards spring. Every year is different in our production fields, but also from a marketing perspective. The Canadian dollar has created opportunity, even though it can be argued, is a bit of a cash price mirage based on the U.S. futures prices. Canadian price optics can fool you. However, that is the marketing environment that we find ourselves in and is not any different than it has ever been before. The challenge will always be to balance futures price gains with basis levels constantly affected by foreign exchange. Seasonally, an argument can be made that the selling season for new crop historically has been beneficial from March to July 4th. Now, this should be kept in mind in the next few weeks, especially as we face the big U.S. report on March 31st when the USDA releases potential 2017 planting acres. Headlines will matter that day, and they will also matter if the dryness in the American Southwest spreads to the Northeast. Headlines can drive futures prices, especially when so much fund money is interested in commodities. Of course, the adage that risk management never grows old is true. There is potential for prices to retreat and retreat substantially, especially in the soybean complex, as they are much higher than a year ago. There are seemingly soybeans everywhere, and an argument could be made that they are ready to break. Hedge your bets by hedging your crop in a way that you deem appropriate. Spring can always be a very volatile time, especially on U.S. report days like March 31st. In this volatile time for pricing Ontario grain, standing orders can be helpful. Farmers that are comfortable with options may also capture risk premium. We are all even, no matter where we farm, because nobody knows what grain markets will do. We can only consider the market factors and practice our best risk management. Market your grain where you are comfortable and profitable. On March 31st, USDA will have their next big report. A plethora of crop numbers will be released. We need 
to be ready. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for March and April of 2017. I'm Philip Shaw.